This episode was recorded prior to our name change. We are now officially called The Mike Line Show. Look for us on Apple, Spotify, and everywhere else to subscribe. Yo, what up, what up? For Hypebeast Radio, this is Manny and this is Soundcheck, a show that looks to discover the origin story of your favorite artists and major players in the music industry. We ask the questions that you always wanted to get answered and you never know who may pop by. Don't forget, we will very soon be separating the three shows on Hype Radio, so you will have to go and individually subscribe to the shows you want to listen to. Search and subscribe right now to the HBR show, Business of Hype, and Soundcheck on Hype Beast Radio or Hype Radio to keep listening. Do it now so you don't miss any episodes. Okay, let's get into this week's episode. For the newest episode, we talked to All Black and Kenny Beats, who recently teamed up to release Two Minute Drills EP. Together, they talk about their unusual paths to get to the success they are at now, how to make a true collab project, and so much more. Welcome to Soundcheck. This is a new episode of, of uh, Soundcheck. Just stuttered through that intro, but we're going to keep on going for Hype Radio. And we have two people who are about to do probably my guess. One of the best collabs of the year. I'm going to let y'all introduce yourselves. Whoa, Kenny. Kenny Beats. <laughs> I go by the name all black, all caps, one word, a.k.a. your real your daddy, a.k.a. your stepfather. Nice, nice. I like the energy. This yeah, is good energy. That. All right. So first, I guess I'll start with the collab before I go individual. So the collab project is called what? Two, two Minute Drill. Two Minute Drill. So it's very much, you know, sports-based. Um, why two minute drill? Why why that title first? Well, I've always been known as a procrastinator. You know, when my back against the wall, usually when my back is you know, usually with young men, when their back is against the wall, mm-hmm. you know, um or the twenty ninth come for grown folks, you know, they try to pull a rabbit out their ass, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And they make it happen. You know that adrenaline that adrenaline oh, that adrenaline you get when you pull a rabbit out your ass and you're like, Oh, two-minute drills, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? That's how we run plays. It's crunch time. When we get down at that time, it's crunch time. Black yes. will say a lot of things to you via sports metaphors and yes. via a lot of other metaphors where he's saying a lot of other things Tell to him, you. Tell him, Kenny. And two-minute drills was like a mantra at first because we was coming in there. We was literally making two-minute plus, like around two-minute songs. Mm. And they were very like sports-themed technically if you listen to them, but they yeah. really talking about a whole lot of other things. And okay. then black slowly started opening me up to his world and what all this slang really means and what a two minute drill really is and when he say that like when it's the 29th and you got rent coming up and you really need to make sure like mm. everything is above board and on top and you got a couple days to make that shit happen that's a drill it's a two minute drill and it's, mm. it's light as like oh they're talking about football they're talking about working really hard da, da, da. but it's like nah yeah a, a two minute drill is like not that, something funny or yeah. like you something like fucking money order in when you get that money order in on mm. time you turn it into your landlord on time, and you like, mm-hmm. go two minute drills. <laughs> two yeah. minute drills. Hello? Too many dancing. So, I'm a huge sports fan, so I, I definitely, I pretty much grew up in sports. So, like, I use sports analogies just about in life and be like, all right, you need to look this look. It's down two. You need to make this happen. We got five seconds left, such and such. So, when I saw it, I was like, ooh, I like this because I totally got it. All right, two minutes. You got two minutes to make, to make water into wine, essentially. Actual. Um, and so, I guess one, how did the project come together? And first, I guess to first start off, how did y'all meet? Like, when did y'all first meet? 
I had every single one of my close friends, people I work with in music, mm. my team, just be like, bro, you need to get with this kid. You need to be listening to him. How do you not fucking follow this kid? Like, da 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 mm. Talking about black every day at mm. my studio. And I was just like, all right, like, let me follow him. Let me try to reach him. Like, let's see what's going on. Mm -hmm. Somehow we got in contact. Black came to the studio with his normal, scary-ass group of friends. <laughs> came in and started fucking putting Patron everything right on the table, going up, doing the normal all-black routine. And we made one song that day. And, like, the rest of the week, I normally play whatever I'm working on, flex on my friends, play the new hottest shit I got on my computer. And I would mm -hmm. just play this black song. But you heard of this kid? You heard of this kid? Every one of my friends, like, bro, what the fuck? Like what? What are y'all on? Like you mm. don't even make beats like this. Like what is what is this? Like mm. da, da 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 And and I was like, oh, it's not gonna be no one two songs. Mm. And we literally don't have no filler. Everything we ever made, you gonna hear. Mm -hmm. So from the day we met till now, we just been doing the same routine pretty much. Plus or minus a couple extra dinners, a couple extra videos, this and that. But we really just in the fucking gym, mm -hmm. two minute drills. I knew it was weird when I pulled up with a uh, with a size XL T-shirt on, crew mm. neck, not giving a fuck. They like, yeah, we about to go meet the dude named Kenny Beats. Nice. I'm like, for sure. You know, every time, every time Roller, my manager always tell me like, you know, we got this, 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 and that. If I don't know nothing about it, he's like, yeah, you gonna be good. I know it's something that's gonna count. You know mm. what I mean? If he not giving me full detail, I know it's something that count. Like, mm. period. All I do is chew and swallow. So we pulled up, and he made this beat and he said he ain't never made nothing like it before i'm like man he pump faking he probably just trying to be cool with me mm. when i double back the next time and i seen he really didn't give a flying fuck mm. he was hitting bongs and blowing it in people's face and shit. i was like yes it's a play let's do it and it's just me and him after that it was just me and him in the, in the booth uh -huh, that's see like i definitely i definitely like that because well, well i definitely want to ask because does that feeling happen a, a lot in music? Because I feel like there's sometimes people would say, let's, they like, we about to do a collaborative album. And it'd be like, it just doesn't feel like a mesh of the two worlds, you know? Totally. It's just like very much like, eh, you probably just made a couple of songs and just like, fuck it, let's get this check. But then there's our collaborative albums, like, for example, the, the Gibbs, Alchemist, um, Currency. and Currency Tape, Fire. Like, I'll fire. And it, and it sounded like, perfect symmetry and um i guess how did this was that like that for y'all but just like yo this is nah this is different i mean we didn't like i i understood black's music enough from having listened to like a tape and a half and watching all his youtube videos and that and then the weeks coming up to the session so i don't work with anybody i'm not excited about you know mm. what i mean whether it's for the first time or someone i've been a fan of for a long time it's like i only want to be in the room with someone where i know because there's no cost in studio time. We ain't worried about no beat price. We ain't worried about no, nothing to do with anything but making fire. Mm -hmm. So if I'm bringing someone through, I just want to be dumb excited that whole time. I want to know that like every second that's going by, every little minute wasted or whatever is worth it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And like from the second we started working, it was just the energy surrounding the project, surrounding Black and his career, surrounding just the music we're making that's different for both of us. Like it's incomparable to all the other things I'm working on. And like I always tell people, if you've ever known me from anything else or anything I've ever worked on and trust my taste, like this is what I'm paying attention to. This mm. is what I'm listening to. And like, I think you feel like, oh, I got good collaborators. I know a studio I could go to. I know a couple of producers who do their thing. Da, da, da. But until you get in the room with somebody and it's like, oh, this is how it's supposed to be. Yeah. Like you're supposed to be pushing Hell each other yeah. and competitive and on each other's ass and like not letting little shit slip because it's easy. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? It's like once you get in a room and you start holding each other to that standard, shit change and the mm -hmm. music change and the momentum around the music change and all those kinds of things. And I think 
Black and I both felt that mutually. Tell them, Kenny, let they yeah. ask. No, <laughs> you, you can hear it in my voice, bro. Like we, yeah. it's, we're not playing no games. Like we really went in there bar and we're like, bar. how are we gonna elevate this? Yeah. If you heard Canadian Goose on YouTube, he's like, oh, yep. this kid hard. Like, how are we gonna show everybody who has no reference point for this music or what's going on in this part of the country or what he's listening to or what his friends are like? Or not? How are we gonna explain this to people who mm. don't get it? And I think two minute drills is the bridge mm. between. Tell me the, you're not ready to make a project with him right now. Yeah. Tell yeah. me you don't got you turned like, up. I need this. What I need the this. fuck? I'm I in there this. like, man. <laughs> what the fuck you gonna do when that pressure on? I need. <laughs> I need. A, I need an album to drop like right now. Yeah, I need to hear no, it for real. But it's that, that serious. But then, so right, so also as an artist, can y'all hear when they're like, "Oh, y'all just y'all just put out y'all just put out some songs together to get a check"? When you hear other collaborative oh, stuff, oh hell yeah, I can, <laughs> I can, I can. For honestly, sure. you can like, see it, you can feel yeah. it, yeah. Because somebody, you could tell, some, he gave him a big ass beat package, mm. and he just went, "Okay, give me, you know, give me four out of that. I'm gonna take two just in case. I'm gonna get them two to my partner." And I'm going to run up on these because these are the ones that slap the hardest. Mm. I'm talking about his versus to sitting there and he's going, doom, doom, ch, doom, ch, 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 doom. I'm going, ooh. My most fire, dude. <laughs> it's lit. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know what the fuck going on. By, by, I say, what, 10 minutes later, all you hear, doom, 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 doom. I'm like, okay, yeah, it's over. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then you go into, you, you write the whole song and then you go in the booth. And then he has you going bar for bar for bar for bar. Four times each bar. Uh-uh. So, ah. I'm talking about he's reciting. He's telling me how to do it. He's giving me examples. And I'm going, what the fuck? Damn, I should have been saying it like that. And then it just sound like, it sounds like I'm just, it sounds like I'm just suplexing. Kurt Angle slamming every, every single bar. Like, ah, 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 with demon shit. Yeah. And you ain't gonna you gonna come out feeling like a savage. You're gonna feel like everything you ever made was boo. Yeah. And that's like because it bring you know what's crazy? Cause the two open conversations right now that I see that's happening recently is that producers versus beat makers yeah. and also MCs versus, I guess, rappers. Yeah. Like like the MC, that's the person who's like, nah, I need you in the I need I need whoever I'm working with to be in there. Facts. I want this is like this is the process. While a, like a, a producer is like, oh no, I'm not just gonna send you a beat. That's that's the that's the easy step. I need to make this. I need to. We need to. We need to figure this out. And so it seems like that's what happened. Yeah, I've never done it before. Mm. Like I've been with David. I, uh, shout out DTB, David Teal. Mm. I've been with him, and he's made the beats in my face. But for someone to go bar for bar for bar and really give a fuck, it's like okay. Even if you don't give a fuck, my name on this shit. Mm -hmm. Period. So you can play ass grab all you want to. My name is on this shit. You know what I mean? So at the end of the day, I'm going to do my part plus yours because I give a fuck about your well-being. But at the same time, you're going to wish that you never played. And I'm talking about you ain't going to never even think about that. You're going to want to turn up. You're going to want to match that speed. Mm -hmm. You can't. Uh, the artist can't really match the, the producer or the rapper cannot really match the producer. But he can, you know, run his plays and they come out a masterpiece. Nice. For real, for real. Nice. So, so when I so when I come back to this project and think too many drill, is this something that's going to be high energy or something that's going to be like, it's going to be a lot. Like it's going to be you just got to listen to find it's out. High, it's high energy, but don't let that fool you, yeah, and don't and don't let you, don't let something that's like really like fast paced or even feels happy or even feels energetic or whatever 
distract you from what he's talking about. Don't let the, the, the football jerseys and the cover <laughs> and all this, you know what I mean? Riff Rat, like, let you distract you from what he's talking about and mm. what he's really saying mm. and how he's saying it mm. and how he get it across to you. And like, for me, the, what he's talking about is me listening to his songs and being like, bro, you have more personality than anybody. Look at how you are when you walk into a room. Look how you talk when you're in a room full of people and how you command, you make everybody laugh. You make everybody look at you when you're serious. You know what I'm saying? Like, how come you saying all these things that express that in your music, but you running right past them? Mm. How come you say, you, you say you saying a bar that is like the quintessential bar in this verse that everyone gonna go, geez, but you running right to the next bar because you're trying to catch your breath so you can say both bar. Mm. Like, Black, say that one bar, bro. Say that bar, how you gonna, supposed to say it. If you was really saying it to somebody, you really was speaking that sentence, you know what I mean? Like, that was the only conversation. He think it's some crazy, no. all kinds of shit. Stop. He think, he think it's some whole other thing. Really what it is, is just like taking all the best parts of black and what black already do and never letting up on him and saying, you know what, for this bar, just chill. Like, and then we'll, we'll get to all that other shit you be doing. Every bar needs to feel like you, every second of this project. And that's why when it's a two minute song, like, Throughout the entire thing, mm. there's no let ups because this whole project, we only have so much time to get all this shit across. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, I can't stand for any piece of the beat or the mix or what he's talking about or how he said it or anything to lose your attention for one second. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, for any listener who's like got two minute drills on in the background and at a party or they kicking, they drink a patronacy, whatever you're doing, and then all of a sudden it's going to be certain things he says, certain ad libs that bring you back into listening. Like, wait, what did he just say? The ad libs. That take oh you back in. The God. casual listener going to hear him say a certain thing, and that's going to be like, wait, oh, no, no, bring that. No, 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 I got to hear that. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you can't casually listen to two minute drills because there's so much going by you, you can't blink. Yeah. And Which, that, was, that was the point. It was the high intensity. Feel like a football game. Yeah. You're about to get your head smashed. Feel like a lot of other street shit, too, is what he's really talking about. You're about to get your head smashed in. Mm -hmm. I ain't finna pull over and park, y'all ain't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I for sure ain't finna feed my family in the dark. <laughs> and so um, both of y'all are like very interesting in the way, I guess y'all got to this point in y'all careers. Um, y'all both did, like, y'all both got successful. Y'all both became successful going through different, ways like taking the out taking the, the different path um and please interject because i'm i guess i'm gonna be talking to both both of y'all individually but please interject um kenny now you started off making um making um producing uh in hip-hop you made made props use like pretty much you were making beats i read like you was internet johnny with johnny shipes yep. rca yeah uh, i think j records yeah um while doing that you're producing for artists like Stizza. You started you started making stuff with TDE. You started making stuff for like a lot of like um, a lot of dope um, at the time underground artists. Um, but then you just you started getting checks. You, you you started getting checks when you started DJing for EDM. Yeah. Now, I just want to. How did that jump happen? I guess it's out of necessity. Just like oh shit, I'm just getting more money than I'm supposed to get. But I also feel like it's just take me to that time you made you made that turn. Now, when we sitting here talking about me and Black's project, talking about shit I'm working on now, it's real easy to say, oh yeah, I only focus on the music I really care about. And I, own, I don't bring people to the studio to worry about money or any of those things. I only work on what's authentic to me and what I want people to hear. That's fortunate. I'm fortunate to be in a situation now where I can be picky and I can say, this is the music I want to work on. I want to spend three months on two minute drills and fuck everything else. I don't care about the bread. I know what this is worth. When I was younger, I was not in that position, bro. 100%. Like, I was doing beats. I had done a beat for Kendrick, for Dom Candy, for Schoolboy Q, for Mac Miller, all this different shit. Bro, I was getting $1,000 a 
twelve hundred dollars, mm -hmm. right? In a shitty ass contract. And I never heard of no manager, lawyer, business manager, agent, nothing like that. No mm -hmm. concept. Someone sent me, you about to be with this rapper, you're gonna be on blogs tomorrow. Sign this, bro. Here's a thousand dollars. I'm yeah. selling weed, fuck yeah. $1,000 for a beat. All my friends go see this on my Facebook. I'm lit. I started doing whatever when I was making rap the first time. When I got introduced to DJing and to that whole world, I had never been to a rave, a festival, anything to do with EDM music. I didn't know anything about it. But people started showing me there were similarities between the weird rap shit I was making and this new wave of like electronic music. Bro, in six months, I had a manager. I had an agent. I was getting flown out. I could mm -hmm. help my family. I could pay my rent off music mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying like i've been doing music my whole life i played guitars i was seven years old i went to school for music i did everything you can do to do music but it wasn't until i started doing the dj shit i could pay bills mm -hmm. i did it for a couple of years and then realized like i don't want to be known for this music i want to be known for music i really care about yeah that's why we're here having the conversation we are today because the only music i've made for the last year and a half two years is music i truly care about and the checks can follow mm -hmm. and that's what i try to preach to people now is like if you got to pay rent bro I can't tell you how to pay your rent and I can't tell you how not to pay your rent. But I will tell you, I had a thousand dollars in my bank account at the beginning of last year from some family shit, some business shit, some other bullshit, just life shit. I'm I'm buying my mom whatever the fuck she wants coming on this Christmas. You know what I'm saying? It's been one year of making the music I really care about, working with people like All Black, working with people that I really know how it's gonna feel when you hear it. That was the transition. I had to get back to that. Yeah. But I, I don't knock anybody for doing some shit in music to get their rent paid because you love music and you want to do music. So, like, my, my path, Black's path, anybody's path, like, as long as what it leads you to is making what you really care about and following your gut, I'm happy for you. Yeah. And I only, I guess I only can feel, I guess, the pain you felt when you were, I guess, making this money because, you know, everybody said money don't buy happiness. But when you broke, like, from the outside looking in, look, it, money buys a whole lot. I used to sit in my bed and look at my homies who had houses and cars. I never had a house my whole life. I was mm -hmm. in apartments with my, my parents. Same. Like, I used to just remember being in bed, bro, being like, I wish I just had Tommy's crib, bro, in his house. Like, I just, oh my God, like, my college we paid for. I just wish. I remember thinking that shit. I would not trade places with one fucking person bro yeah it's no one i grew up around now no rich kid no nothing i'd be like oh man i wish that yeah it all came to this our music wouldn't sound like this like what we're doing wouldn't be as important it wouldn't have the momentum it didn't have if all that didn't back it you know what i'm saying so that's what i'm saying like if having that having that before and then getting to the money after and while you get into money that depression you felt was like yo i'm making shit that i would not even play myself yeah or i won't even like care about later that depression had to be like like mounting for you it kills you it's it's awful i know i don't wish that on anybody yeah. but it wasn't even what i was doing specifically it's what i knew i was capable of and i think everybody no matter what you do whether you work in entertainment or you have a normalized job or you do whatever you got this idea in you of like what you're truly capable of if you really put them hours in mm. if you really you know, had to run a two-minute drill and you really had to fucking come down to it. yeah you know what i'm saying like I feel like this is the first year I'm really putting that work in. I'm really being honest with myself and really holding myself to that standard. Mm -hmm. Someone like Black, I respect him because I feel like he's always held himself to that standard. Mm -hmm. When you talk about his path, you yeah. know what I mean? You're not going to see the diversions you see in mine musically and this and that because he's known who he is and what he's getting across and all these things always from what I can see. Mm -hmm. It took me a lot of ways to find that. And I'm happy that now I can do things that feel authentic because I'm keeping it 100. You know yeah. what I mean? And now with Black, with you... Um, what came first, music or like street pimp shit? Running plays. 
Right. Running players came first. Actually, sports sports came before everything. Mm. Sports, heavily in sports. My we, whole family. Because you, you play pop. You play yeah, I play pop, pop Warner football. Mm -hmm. Actually, my daddy played. My uncles played. My granddad used to always bring us out to the football field. Mm -hmm. And uh, we was heavily in sports. If you ain't play sports, you ain't even count. We couldn't even trust you if you ain't play sports. You, the minute you turn eight years, eight years old, mm -hmm. you're on that field. Mm -hmm. Period. Football taught me discipline. Mm. It taught me a lot of discipline. It taught me how to, uh, you know, work well with others. You know what I mean? Uh, it taught me that, you know, Miss Kim taught me nobody owe me shit. Mm. My mama, she owe me shit. You know, nobody in this world owe you shit. So if you walking around with your lips poked out, moping and shit, what you gonna do? Bust your motherfucking head. Mm. Period. So, I mean, it, yeah, it came from sports. You know what I mean? It was sports. And then I started, you know, running crazy plays like that because I was fascinated. You know, with the life, I was mm -hmm. fascinated with that shit. I, you know, I caught a grab into it. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? It, it wasn't. This wasn't no fetish. It wasn't for fun. It wasn't. Come, oh, I'm on my ass. I need it. Nah, I had a bag when I was. I had a bag when I was in high school. Yeah. Feel me? When I was running plays, uh, Mom Dukes was still kicking out cheese. Period. I'm not one of them ones that came and it was like, oh, I ain't got shit. I gotta eat uh, cereal uh, with water. Hell no. Period. Like even though I lived in them trenches. Yeah. Still didn't have to go through that. Yeah. I could get him go run some plays. Shit, Wick was available. Yeah. Feel me? Even if we was eating off food steps, trust me, we're gonna eat good. I had too many good I had too many people around me that love me. Yeah. They didn't give a fuck. They don't care about the season. The reason they're gonna make sure this shit work. Yeah. Straight up. If you sitting on your ass, sitting on your ass, that's an excuse. Now I can't say that about other families, you know what I mean? I I don't really know what they do is what they do. But over here in this campaign, we always made sure one was took it. It takes a village. Yeah. 100%. It takes a village, you feel me? Yeah. So at the end of the day, we're going to make that happen. I chose to get up out there and run them plays. My back wasn't against the wall. Yeah. I ran them because I was fascinated. That's what the fuck I wanted to do. That's what I like doing. You know what I mean? I had I had elbow room. I could do what the fuck I wanted to do. My business was taken care of, you know yeah. what I mean? Then I chose up and started running other plays, you know yeah. what I mean? Because like, people don't understand about like I had a, uh, just learning about it. Um, just from older cats when I was growing up, because the Mac that was that was filmed in what that was filmed in Oakland, right? Yeah. That's one. Yeah. Like that's one of the first movies I saw. Like like visibly when some uh, older is like, hey, you know, watch this. We have bitches from everywhere. <laughs> we have bitches from Hawaii. You ever had a bitch from Hawaii? It's a monster, man. It's great. I seen that. I seen that movie when I was seven. When I was in seven, when I was seven years old, like early, early, and so. He just he I think he was from the older homie was from the bay. So he told me about like, yo, this is in the history and everything about it. But then how did you how did you fall how did you get into music then? Like what was that like transition? The music was a diary. Like mm. I was I was in a um I was in the bleachers before I ever touched the hardwood. Mm. I was always a big fan. I always loved music. You know what I mean? I love I was a Wiz Khalifa. I was always, I always was heavily in the music. I used to get whoopings and used to be on punishment. We we listen to old school music. You'd be surprised what he listens to now. Yeah, the shit he be playing, it's, 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 it's what, crazy. Yeah, stylistics and um, mm. all that, like Teddy Pendergrass. I go for days. I whip my Pandora out, and you'd be like, "This is not your phone." Yeah, I play everything, though. You know what I mean? But um, my homeboys did music. They was doing music, and uh, I had moved to Atlanta. And I was just like, man, send me your music, send me your man. Everybody, they slapping everybody music. I was up in the club with QPs up in my compression shorts. Mm -hmm. Feel me? Like, ah, oh, man, come on, man, I can get a DJ, I can get a DJ, nigga, nigga two grams, he, they gonna slap your shit. I'm telling, all I gotta do is record it and drop y'all shit and play in the land. The niggas was moving, they moved how they wanted to move. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. it, it, it was what it was to them. Mm -hmm. Got in a little scramble, came home, and um, I'm like, man, bro, like. Man, what the fuck y'all be doing in a studio? Like, cause this shit raw. 
But y'all playing like mm. y'all, I don't know. Let me see. I want to see what y'all doing, bro. Let me see. Went to the studio, stayed there for twelve hours. Came out two songs. My man, y'all been out show this to nobody for real. I'm really whooping niggas over this. Like don't don't show nobody. I was just having fun. I'm sounding straight like Offset from the Migos. Mm-hmm. I just came from the A. Mm-hmm. You feel me? So like I'm listening. And that was my flow pattern. But they like, man, what the fuck you talking about? Talking about Rich Gannon, talking about uh, Aaron Rodgers passes, had a nigga writing Club Liquid. What? They know what I'm talking about, though. But they like, man, what, what you, boy? Man. Like, a Nike, a good Nike duffel bag for the chopper. They like, what are you talking about? <laughs> My army stronger than Obama's. They like, man, hold on. You see what I said since day you one. You know yeah. And um, Rich of Knowledge call me Nas. I got that math book in a llama. Like, yeah. And they like, okay. And I'm like, no. I was just playing. It's good. I'm going back to running these plays. Yeah. So... The next day I went back to the studio. It's so like I'm back in there. Bitch blowing my phone up. Oh, I got an alcohol. I got an alcohol. I'm like, look, man, I gotta go, y'all. I gotta go run this play. Mm-hmm. Went there, and you know, you know, why blew up on me. And I was just like, damn. They leaked my music. Mm. Everybody off it. They like, Dusty, Dusty Rabbit, Dusty. But nobody knew who All Black was. Mm. You know, they couldn't put the face with the, with the uh, you know, with, with the, the sound. Yeah, yeah, so like, nobody knew until they seen me going. Nobody really seen me come back from Atlanta either. So I'm a, I'm beefing it. I'm going like this. I'm a rich homie, Quan. I'm, I'm, I got the whole Atlanta wave inside of me back this way. You know what I mean? And then they just like, what was that? What was that? Two managers at that time. I just start taking the music dumbass serious until. I dropped the project and then dropped one project, but then my cousin, he was always a fan of my music, my manager, now mm-hmm. Roller. Yeah. He was just like, man, you you can really win with this shit, you know? Like, he never wanted to step on no toes. And he just started handling my business. Mm-hmm. And it was like, don't call me no manager. He didn't want to hear that. He just knew what it took to make me be great. Like, if you want to be great, then he kind of stepped back and was like, okay. I want to see if you really want to win. Like, do you like, do you really want to win? Cause I'm not. I shit. If I, this shit don't work, I still got cheese. Like, I got a job. I'm gonna be straight. Mm-hmm. Nigga, this gonna fall on you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? What you want? You want to be an average Joe? You want to be what you want to be? The bad news bears? What you want to do? And then we shit ran it. Yeah. And that's when Kim Sun came. That was probably yeah. one of the hard. Probably one of the I hate hated the fuck out of that project. And at that time, yeah. Cause it was so cut, so real, so deep. Yeah. And when I listen to it now, I just download. I just downloaded the project uh, like three weeks ago, and it brought it like it. It just shook the fuck out of me, and I was like, "Damn, yeah. I was really fighting them demons." The music is a diary to me. I don't give a fuck about selling no records. I'm not hopping on wax till I'm done telling my story, mm-hmm. straight up. And I think that's why people like gravitate towards you because like, because when the record came out, I remember I got that. My coworker said, and I was like, "Oh, this shit crazy." But outcalls, it was like, yeah. yo, yeah, this is a this is a world. It was like, okay, welcome. That was it's like day, a true. That was the day after the storm. Mm-hmm. That was the day after the fucking storm. That's when he was like, okay, nigga, now lift your nose up. Mm-hmm. Now, 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 go get them vapor cleats. Mm-hmm. Now, really run on these niggas. Mm-hmm. You was in, you was that uh, Kim Sun was your in call. Mm-hmm. You was in your feelings, you was in your bag. You know what I mean? Outcalls. Show these niggas you can get out there. Show these niggas that you can put your favorite artist on the beat with you and you'll terrorize everything. Show these niggas you a demon. Really show these niggas, man, what we doing? Mm-hmm. And that's how we started beating the dice up. Mm. The other night I knocked a bitch, nigga's hell named Denise. At first, and, and the whole raw, 
raw. That's when that came. You know yeah. what I mean? Still humble, but it came. Yeah. Now I'm moving. Like I'm just moving now. I'm like, okay, I'm moving now. I feel it. Kim said, I couldn't feel it. Oh, trust me. We dropped the project. I'm, I'm, I'm like this. Mm. For months. Canadian Goose. I made that December 29th, 2016. Mm. We laughed at that song. That song wasn't even supposed to be up on there. Wow. That was the only song that wasn't produced by Joe X. Shout out my boy Joe X. But Canadian Goose. I was walking down the blade in January 2017 rapping that. Mm. Laughing. Like, y'all niggas ain't ready for me, boy. I get on somebody beating, beat the dice up. Yeah. That's because it feels like right between, right when Alcohol came out, that's when, right when you were making Alcohols, that's when you you transitioned from like like hobby to like, oh no, I'm a rap. Yep. No, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm it. I'm yep. MC. Yeah, because he told me. He said, he said, all right, this is going to make you or break you right now. Mm. This about to see right now. You what you want a real project with all beats done, mixed, mastered the right way. Man, I, man, Kim Sun was going to be dropped in like March and April if it was up to me. Mm. And that wasn't going to be the cover. Mm. And I was going to have all type of producers all over the place. I'm talking about a well-thought-out project. I'm talking about, man, we was throwing shit at the wall. The, the uh, Roller ain't never did no shit like that before. Mm-hmm. We was always oh, really gambling. You know, we was with it. Mm. And then, Kenny, back to you. You, after you made, when you said, all right, I want to get back into um, to making stuff that I want to wait for. First, how did you, how did you know, did you know I run our test? Or did you like get into the studio, or did you just like knew the studio and it's like, shit oh, was a shit. coincidence. It's a coincidence. I, I just got the studio and we found out it used to be Ron Artest. All right, <laughs> but it's a vibe in there, like that room, bro. There's something about that room. This whole project was made in that room. Yeah. Everything me and Black have done, our, our relationship was built in that room. Like, so like hundreds of songs of O3 Greedo with Key with yeah. Rico with so so many different people. You know what I mean? And like, I feel like in 20 years. You'll see flicks and video and shit like that of what's going on right now in my little cave in Burbank. And people yeah. gonna be like, what the fuck? Like, this is a picture of all black in his 20s in here? Like, this is crazy. Like, that's really the energy there 100% right now. 100% agree with you because, like, I, what I was read and what I'd seen is, like, you went to the studio and you kind of went to, like, a boot camp. Like, personal boot camp. It's like, all right, I needed to, like, because I only could imagine, like, you coming from an EDM mind state and just transitioning to making, producing beats for, for like, for hip-hop. This is, like, you got to, like, recalibrate You got to get that shit. You got to get the bounce right, bro. It's yeah. a lot of people. EDM is the best producers in the world. Mm-hmm. That that side of things, dance music, electronic Technology. Music, te- technically, technically, they're the yeah. best people on computers making music. Mm-hmm. And they can hear a sound and then make that sound for you from scratch. Mm-hmm. That, that good. Yeah. When you come back to doing rap shit, you got this whole mindset of like, oh, I know how to make beat. I know how to clean shit up. I know how to make shit. And you start to put all these really technical kinds of like techniques onto rap music that don't fit it. And you missing the bounce and you missing that that little bit of distortion, how late that 808 is and the way the drum's swinging. All that little imperfections is why this shit feel how it feel. And I had to come back to paying attention to that. It's, it's like s- sauce. It's like, sure. oh, okay. Yeah, this, for sure. Ooh, okay, this sounds right. Boom, right there. But I, I definitely went through a boot camp. I was making, I mean, the way I always explain it to people is this. Think about when you was in school. Mm-hmm. Everybody in this room that I'm looking around is a generally smart person. Like, if you went to school and you paid attention a little bit every day, you could probably get a B plus on that test without ever studying, right? You could probably sit right down and get a B because you generally a smart person. Imagine if you studied like a fucking nerd. Like, imagine if you studied as hard as the nerdiest girl in that class, and every night you hit the books all night long. You know what I'm saying? And then what, what grade are you going to get in the test now? Mm-hmm. This is the first year I started doing my homework. 
ever. Like this is the first year I really was like, let me put 12 hours a day in the studio. Yeah. Really, like really 12 hours, you know what I'm saying? Not No cap, no funny shit. Like yeah. 12 to 14 hours every single day, seven days a week for months. Mm. Let's see how the scorecard changed. I'm happy to be where I'm at. How did people start coming in? Because I know Rico, I feel like when you started working with Rico, that's when the sound, that's when the, her sound was like, boom, I know this is it. This works right here. Then Greedo, and then like Black, then Key, then JPEG Mafia. How did how did those people start coming in? The initial, initial sessions was Hood Rich Pablo Juan was the first thing that I think really set off the tone of what was going to go on in my studio. Because I had gotten the studio. Within two weeks, I got introduced to Pablo Juan. And he came to the studio. And I realized real quick, like, if I got to pay an engineer to come do these vocals for every rapper who come here, I'm going to be broke. And this shit is just a hassle. And I'm going to miss so many sessions. So I was like, man, I need to learn how to do these vocals mm. quick. And Pablo was coming, and bro, I swear to God, I was YouTubing. Like, the night I met Pablo, he came. He was so mad recording with me. Like, we got through the song. He was fucking with the song heavy. But while we was recording, yelling at me, man, what the fuck, bro? I was not quick on my feet. That night, bro, I didn't even really sleep till I saw him the next day because I stayed up watching YouTube. Mm -hmm. Just had to, had to record faster, had to do this, had to cut a vocal, had to da 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 they only see me be fast as shit on the computer. Black and rolling, they see me on the computer and it's just boom, 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 boom. Oh, you want it like this? Boom, boom, boom. It's like now, it's like, I feel like AI. Like the shit is a part <laughs> of me. You want to be yeah. great. You know what I'm yeah. like, but before, it wasn't like great. that a year ago. And Pablo would come in and, and like I would, every night when he would leave, I would study on how to get faster and how to do more shit. And I did that whole project myself. Mix, recorded it, produced it. Mm -hmm. And that came out and that was right before he signed to Gucci. And like in Atlanta in July of 2017, Pablo Juan was your rapper's favorite rapper. Mm. Gunna hadn't even blasted off like that yet. You know what I mean? Like, Pablo was really who people were checking for like that. And the fact that he came to LA and did a project with this lanky ass white kid who no one had seen rappies from in years was weird. Mm. And when it came out, it was like, what is this? And for a lot of ATL people, a lot of Pablo fans, they were like, this sound like it's dressed up. It sound like a white kid made the beats. This sound like da 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 da. But I knew me doing that Pablo thing had a lot of people looking at me weird. And so I just gunned it. Let me do this shit with Lil Wop. Let me do this shit with Key. Let me do this shit with Rico. Let me do this shit with Freddie Gibbs. Let me do this shit with Vince. Let me do this shit with da da da. You know what I mean? And then all that shit people started seeing, it wasn't no filler. If you listen to anyone I work with, whether they from Chicago or Texas or New York or Oakland or wherever, it's no filler. Everybody I work with is a demon, as Black would say. got gas, and, and ask that, ask anybody how I start their sessions. The reason I'm producing on Vince Staples' project, I think, mm -hmm. is because he heard the music I was working on Black. Mm -hmm. I'm 100%, because like, I remember Vince Staples, um, shout, shout out, out Joe Black Budden. under one of Joe Budden. Shout out Vince Staples. Yeah. Real, yeah, real that, was like a day, that was like a week later, like two, week, two or three weeks later, and he had come to the studio. Vince had randomly hit me. I played him. All the shit I was working on trying to flex. All these different artists, all the most fire shit I got. I got, bro, I have bombs on my computer where I walk into any room, I can go boop mm. and just scare people. That's how I like to That's how I like to set off the tone when I get in the room. Vince didn't give a shit about anything I was playing. Looking at his watch, looking at his phone, da -da, did not care. I put on some shit from Two Minute Drills when it was like two or three songs into it. Grab his boy. And I'm not even using this to make this conversation full circle. This is really just what happened. Yeah. And he was explaining to me Explaining to me shit that Black was saying. Cause it's a, he, bro, he be saying so much shit. He be coming out here and be like, do you know what I'm talking about? When I say 
uh, the, the, the horchata, the 20 second ways. What I mean is it's this store in the yeah. city that everybody be knowing. You don't know who Dude Dangle is from Detroit? Like he be explaining shit to me. I'm like, bro, no, I don't know. That's 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 the role of blood. But, but Vince, <laughs> but Vince Stables came in and be like, you know what Black's talking about? You know, he's like, and he got excited about what we were working on. And then that started a conversation with me and him and look what happened there. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, but it really this whole year has just been about like, let me get all these people who I really believe in wherever they're from. And trust me, when it comes to California, this is who I believe in. Oh, like, 100%. Get them Thank in the kidding. room and let me give them anything they need, period. What do you need from me? What do you need from my team? What, how can we get this out? How can we make this more fire? How do we do this video? How do we get bread? How do we fucking, let's just make sure people know what you are doing. Mm -hmm. Two minute drill. And if yeah. I could get, and if I could get a, a little fucking Kenny Beats beat on there, beautiful. But either way, let me help you win. What, like what producers do you want to meet? If it's not me, I'll introduce you. Like just yeah. win. I'm no, I'm I'm actually really pumped up right now. I got to only hear this, but um, but black like you honestly like I think Kenny said it like out of the West, especially out of the Bay. Like, ex, as far as people who are more excited to listen to, you're definitely one of the the people just like yo. Thank you, Pam. Because I think the the what's an accommodator for both of y'all is that y'all truly sound like yourself you know yeah. like with a producer wise I, there is no kenny like beats you know what i mean type thing it's just like hey, you just know you motherfucker it's just like <laughs> you just hear the tag and you're like okay hey. there's gonna be something quality and with black you were like yo like there is no like it, there's no someone that sound like you it's like he, he just uh, said that he said man Go to YouTube and type in it. You're not going to find a like <laughs> Kenny, a Kenny Beats type beat. Like, yeah. I was like, And it's not one black flow either. It. Exactly. It ain't one flow. It exactly. ain't one type of beat. It's I just being yourself every time. And I think that's it. Exactly. That's it. That that's the result of locking in and just trying to be a, competing with yourself. Like, right. I'm trying to be better than my last Yeah, project. we ain't running the same race. Mm -hmm. Do you hear us right now? Like, do you hear how intense we are talking to you? Like, separately <laughs> we and together? The like, up. imagine how this feel in the studio, bro. I can only so imagine. It's I a lot. Imagine, imagine a bystander walking in and hearing us talking to each other. Like, think about what we talk to. We in an interview right now. We saying, all oh, this intense ass shit. We be yelling at each other, bro, in there. Like, yeah. it's a it's a Get vibe. It? Like, what the fuck? It's some other shit. Start and, it over. And people walk into our world. Like, Rob Vicious from Shoreline Mafia came in, got a glimpse of how me and BlackRock has changed how Rob's working. And he'll it's tell savage, you that. Bro. Like, I'm, I, Rob, Rob put up yesterday on his story this kind of, a picture of me, Black, and him standing outside our video shoot. This conversation damn near changed my life. Because we be Shout telling him the Shoreline same shit Mafia. we telling you how we work, how what the standard we hold ourselves to, how important that gut feeling is after you play something. If you and your best friend, all the people around you ain't psyched, and they, it's, it's, a, it's a problem. It's a yeah. dub. It's a, yeah. Yeah. That's another thing about, don't about the all black session. movement. Mm. I don't even want you at the session. Mm. Period. Don't don't act turned up to me. Like that had a, that got a, your energy. That shit got to speak to you in your own way. Mm. Bro, his you know friend, I mean? his friends certainly not gonna lie to him, but they're not gonna lie to you either. Hell no. it's, a, it's a lot of people around yeah, black nah. who've been around him for a very long time, and you. If you just listen to two minute drills, you could meet six, seven, eight, nine people. They told me to put the word very close down. to black. You'll hear their names. You'll hear him reference them in a certain way a couple different times. Da, da, da. Whether it's Roller, whether it's Tubbs, whether it's Geechee or whoever it is, like all these people around black, they not gonna let him slide. Like they're gonna let him put out a six out of ten or anything like that. And I, and people always say that shit about their friends, bro, but it's not true. No, people, people, people's friends trying to stay around. Like, friends. Yeah. Everybody wants that one rapper to have the $5,000 Everybody else is food. Everybody <laughs> yeah. else is shit. They worried about making sure that they got the hotel room that yeah. night, so they're not going to say how they really feel. It ain't nothing like hey, that going on. 
around Miss, here. Miss, bro. They, that's because they scared of Roller? <laughs> <laughs> you, you can see Roller don't do no talking. <laughs> Look at He don't do no talking. Well, we leave this. Unless it's the check at Maestro's, like, it ain't no talking. Why was the mic so low? <laughs> what are you doing? So, so okay, okay. So, I'm going to need, you know. Uh, come here. Wait, hold on. How many songs you did yesterday? All right, what's wrong? More to Patrinity. What's wrong? <laughs> so, I mean, that, it's, that's because, you you know, your team wants you to be great. Like, yeah. You know this motherfucker wake up bleeding this shit. It's talk about somebody that know every fucking word, top to bottom. He knows what the fuck you talking about, top to bottom. Mm -hmm. You can't just try to slide something. Bust the nigga last week, it was crazy. He gonna be like, first of all, you incriminating yourself. Mm. Second of all, <laughs> I was with you last week, nigga. Hold on, nigga. I'm not going to jail. <laughs> that don't. All right, all right. Okay, okay. And you know what I mean? Yeah. If you got that energy, like, I mean, if that's already embedded in you with 11, 12, 13 different people, yeah. why the fuck would you even play like that? Why not bro, keep it a bit? Watch band? the John Madden mm -hmm. video, bro. There ain't no band. extras in the John Madden no. video, bro. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, bro, you, you, you seen the cover, right? Mm -hmm. Those mm -hmm. really my people. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> no, they really crazy as fuck. I'm talking about fights, like, all that, but it's all love. Yeah. And when Roller come around, just. <laughs> you know, it's love though. You know what I mean? Nice. It's good. Nice. You know what I mean? We ain't we ain't changing nothing. When that pressure on, yeah. we're gonna do what we gotta do. Okay, so I guess I named this segment random questions. Yeah. Uh, stuff I wrote down. Um are you how close are you and with uh I saw that you did a fly, you put up a post of a fly with um with the homie Peters. Um Family. Peters and uh Marshawn. How Family. Like, Family. Right. Family. We eat dinner together. Mm. We shit, we hop up in the sprinter together. Shit, we a ghost ride the uh, go kart together. We we do this. Oakland, you ain't getting no, you ain't getting past nothing in Oakland. Mm -hmm. Period. Straight up, everybody in Oakland, you'll see. You see Marshawn in his interviews. Mm -hmm. You see Marcus in his interviews. Yeah. You know what I mean? You see, you see who you see Andre Ward in his interviews. Yeah. Demons. Everybody is them. Like we we really kick it. We don't gotta do all that extra shit. Cameras ain't gotta be around. We go bowl together. Nice. We do everything. We really literally do everything together. That's my family, man. Shout out Beast Mode. Shout out Fan First. Yeah. Peters did like a funny ass interview that was asking about his play, and that shit was, uh -huh. uh, he was like, <laughs> <laughs> Tell Sean Payton. <laughs> the interview was like, First of all, I need you to back up a couple of feet. And I was like, Yep. Yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's there, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's going to be us. Nice. It's going to be us. This, we ain't, this ain't no act. Nice. We ain't, you know, at the end of the day, like, you're not paying my bills. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, I'm, I'm going to go home to a family that loved me. Well, um, what did you? What position do you play? Um, in football? Oh, baby, stop playing corner. <laughs> corner. I'm, I'm boosie now. Oh, now. nice, nice, nice. I'm boosie now. I play corner. I play corner. I play some slot. Nice. But um, it's it's just man, the, just love for, for football. Do you remember who you used to play against? Uh, you talking about Pop Warner? Yeah, anywhere, like any oh, any field. Oh man, uh, Richmond Steelers. We used to slide slide on them. He's still gonna say we went better than the Berkeley Cougars, but San Leandro Crusaders was demons. Period. Mm -hmm. Shout out to the Oakland Dynamites. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Uh, high school, I played for Washington High School, Pinot Valley. Did anyone that you played against uh, made it to like the league or my in brother, college right now? My brother, my brother made it to the league. My mm -hmm. big brother, he made it. My cousins did. Um, my partner DeAndre Carter did. Hell, hell, partners made it to the league. I ain't even finna, finna just name some and forget some. I forget some. They're like, nigga, what? What about me? I'm like, look, bro, D up. On Thanksgiving, we play football. Yeah. Thanksgiving, we really out there and cleaned it up, though, not playing. We really playing mm, football. Yeah. Period. And I, I, shit, 
I just look like this. <laughs> I'll tell you right now, I just bro, look like you this. put him on football. He has PTSD. You put a fucking whistle around him and a car. He was oh, no. screaming on oh, this no. football field. You, bro. I had a velour sweatsuit on. Mm. <laughs> Peep this. Me and Kenny in the bathroom screamed. I'm like, ooh, this nigga do ooh, roller. He like, Mike. <laughs> the bottom of our pants was flaring. Like, I'm like, hold on. We had some bell bottom really, velour pants. Really coaches. Like, <laughs> hold on. My coach really coach sees coach. Coach Gould really. I'm like, all right, it's on. Yeah. As soon as I came out that locker room, <laughs> get on the line. Win sprints. <laughs> yeah, get the fucking pole. PTSD. I'm still not playing. I'm not gonna play. Yeah. Nah, man, you wanna be great? Yeah. Come on. We ain't going six and two. Yeah. You got a, um, a, t- a favorite team? Or do you just like. Uh, uh, you anybody juice, man, rocking with straight up. Mm-hmm. I was taught that early, man. I, my Raiders hurt my feelings. Yeah, man. Cause I, I really, feelings. even from like, I'm a, as a, as a, I'm not, like, my NFL fan, but like, I'm a Giants fan. So even just like uh, watching NFL, it just felt weird. I was like, man, why are you taking the Raiders out of Oakland? Like, I just. I don't know, man. I just, you know, it's the. I don't know. That's just how I go. I just how I go. Yeah. I'm I'm rocking with the Rams though for sure. Yeah. I was rocking with the Chiefs last year. They going with the Rams. Now, now yeah. I'm rocking with the Rams, all them demons. And I'm yeah. just gonna keep going. Wherever Juice Man going, I'm going. LA gonna be crazy um, when they face each other. That's yeah. gonna be that's gonna be wild. Oh, it's gonna be funk season. Yeah. It's going it's still love though. It's gonna be funk season though, man. I'm gonna try to get the go-kart out there and swing it before <laughs> I get dipped on my head. <laughs> Yeah, man. Uh, Kenny, you were Greedo. Um, is tell me like have free you oh three, free oh three, free oh three. Yeah. Since he's been bo- since he's been locked up, have you just talked to him at all? And it's like, what's his future plans? Or just like music wise, anything you know of? I sent a letter to him. He spoke to me via someone else's letter. Uh, he he sent Buddy a letter and he said something on it. He's trying to help me get my phone set up so I could talk to him the right way. But um, I have all his JPay and all his info on my Twitter. Also, you can go get it there. But yeah, I spoke to him a little bit. I just let, sent him back, letting him know how much I still hear his music, how prevalent it is, how his label really is trying to push all these damn songs that he left them and what their plans are and from what I've heard and just giving him any info I can. But yeah, that man changed my life, bro. He's I, I just feel honored to be a part of the music he was making and the legacy and have gotten so much gain from him the time I did. And like, I don't think people really understand the gravity of the situation of making music with someone who's facing something like that and being in the room with them every day and then like going before a trial happens or when the trial happens to through the trial to right before yeah you know what i mean they got to go into whatever like we made hundreds 100 plus songs me and greedo and like some of the most important music of my whole life bro and i tell him that every time i tell him every single time he's heard it a million times but i'm like bro i will listen to conscience by you until the day I die. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it means so much to me, bro. And it means so much to so many people. And like, Black, I mean, Black and Greedo had a really good relationship too. Like, Greedo would always talk about when he would go to Oakland, how Black would be the first person he'd see when he would touch and da 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 da. And Greedo would go to Oakland by himself. Yeah. <laughs> alone. <laughs> Literally alone. I met Greedo at the Pink Dolphin store. Mm-hmm. And um, actually, he the suit he had on was the suit I was trying to get, mm. and the suit I had he was trying to get. Mm. And later on that night we we linked up with Guap Dad Four Thousand up mm. in his studio, and we made some gas. Mm. You want one of his biggest songs on Spotify? I don't know if you know that, but if you go look at like one of like Greedo's top five on Spotify, it's that song where you and him is on there. Mm. Oh, what the fuck is the name of it? Is Greedo featuring you? 
I can't remember the name. Oh, he was that boy a demon, bro. I ain't yeah. gonna lie. Like I been in the studio with him, crazy. I, I just remember that black duffel. So, <laughs> shout out to Greedo, man, for real. Shout out to all the LA artists doing yeah. their thing. Greedo man. dropped off two thousand songs, so you are gonna be hearing Greedo. Trust me. I'm about to say, what was that like? I guess that week. So I, 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 I always, I wish I was at that show. That last show in LA was like what June fifteenth when, when he proposed. Uh, it was with uh, Kenny. Uh, what's the homie's name? With Shoreline. Yeah, oh, it was with Ron Shoreline. Ron. With Ron Ron. It, yeah, with Ron Ron. Yeah, when, he, when he proposed, like, man, that show looked like it was something special. Uh, so I always wonder, like, what was that le week leading up to that? Like, how many did he record? Because I know he was like, he was always recording. Bro, he had shit to get off his chest. This man had a lot to say. Like, yeah, he, not not just in general as a person, but because he knew this was going to be what people are going to be hearing from him for a while, for whatever long that time period is going to be. But, like, he had, but you have to understand how many people were trying to get a piece of Greedo at that same time yeah. for whatever reason. Yeah. The biggest artists, the, the absolute biggest rappers were hitting him. I've, I'd have to send opens to people or people would come by the studio just to talk to him. And towards, like, July, like early August type shit, people be coming by and be like, hey, big bro, we got to get one. Da, 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 da. It's like, he was like, yeah, he was always gracious, always super cool dude with everybody, but like, he was really just focused on saying what he had to say. And it'd be yeah, a lot of nights. Yeah, song hella fast. Like, yeah, you me, even me and him would be in there and he'd be do 10 to 14 songs on the night, bro, and it'd be like 3, 4 a.m. and it was really no talking. Like, mm. let me get off the shit off my chest. Let me come out of that shit fire. Let's, Let's keep going. And yeah. at the end of the night, maybe we play some shit back. Maybe we talk. Maybe he give me some game. Tell me about what's going on, whatever. But really, like, I was helping this man put his diary together. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? A real way. And I, I hope from what I hear and all these different things that we'll see him a lot sooner than people think we'll see him. Yeah. But either way, trust me, this music's going to make a fucking difference with this Ote Grito shit. And Honestly, you might hear some black Oto Grito shit because we, we got a that's whole what, lot of things Bro, that you want to put some people on. Trust me. So. Bro, Shout out High Beast. You Bro, never Kenny. know. Uh, and Kenny, you were also fortunate to, um, to, I guess, get some game from um, ASAP Yams, whose birthday was yesterday, who would have turned 30. Rest in peace, Yams. Yeah. Rest in peace, Yams. Um, what was that like working with him and just like, um, I guess, is, you know, I'm soaking up of what he was going, soaking up what he was to teaching. To this day, I find out about people every couple of weeks who had a like not a couple texts with him, but relationship with him. And like artists I'm finding out about in 2017, 2018, like, oh no, nah, bro, Yan's been fucking me since I was in high school. Mm -hmm. Like his reach, and I, I don't feel like I was especially close to him or anything like that. I knew all the ASAP kids when all that shit was coming on just because I was out here working the same way they was and I got real cool with 12 and I met Yams through 12 mm -hmm. But bro, Yams got me paid on songs that never came out. Mm -hmm. And I'm just one kid, you know what I mean, that he met in New York City, regardless of, all the people across the whole country he was fucking with and influencing and changing their lives and making these connections for people. It's like, he's really one of the most important people in hip hop, in modern day hip hop, I think. When I was with Hunnets, bro, shout out to like, Cisco. He touched so many fucking people in his time, bro. And it's like, for, for me, for it to be 2018 and for artists to tell me like, nah, bro, I, I met Yams when I was 17, 18 and they just starting to get their buzz right and their momentum right now. It's like, how tapped in could you have possibly been? Exactly. Man, I, I just felt, I, I'm trying to find the pictures, but I got all our DMs, all our texts, everything like that. I would never show nobody none of that shit. I think that shit corny, but I have a couple real funny ass pictures of me and Stevie. I, Brock Fetch took them. I'm trying <laughs> to find them. I'm trying to get the picture when we was up at the Roxy and he was sleep up in a VIP. Off, uh, off the juice. I ain't even know what the fuck juice was at that time. Mm -hmm. I just, I'm like, why, why is face burnt like that? 
<laughs> like, no, no bullshit. I'm mm. like, why, why, why bro over there looking like that stupid bait up? Mm. That's when uh, Dash and Rich was in the building. Mm. Shout out to at Dash. The, it was at the, uh, at the Roxy, man. Shout out Hunnis, Cosisco. Yeah. And I was his hype man for the night. I'm telling you, I ain't never seen nobody like these dudes in my life. And it was all from New York. ASAP Mob, Dash and Rich. Yams was up in the VIP, knocked out. Lady bring hella, hella little sprites. Little small glasses of sprites through. I don't, I ain't know what these niggas was doing. Mm. That's when niggas was smoking backwoods, though. Mm. I am like, damn. I remember Mac Dre was doing it in Alpha. He was rapping about it a long time ago. Mm -hmm. That wasn't really my T. But just when he went, when he passed, you know, all respects. But when he passed, I was just like, damn, bro, really was a demon. Like, damn, they, I didn't know he was that turned up. Yeah. We still I mean, feeling, like, we still I, feeling I, his influence. Great, right? Like, when it was us, he was hella genius, hella cool. I ain't, he was hella cool. Yeah. I ain't know, you know, he was doing all that. Then when I started listening to uh, the Marino gang tapes and all the big payback, all I'm like, damn, bro was really putting shit together. Yeah. So, you yeah. know, long live, bro. And then final comment, final thing we always ask if you can give advice to um, an artist or producer um, that's younger right now that's trying to figure themselves out. What would, the, what would the one advice you would give them? I'm guessing you under 30 if I'm, if I'm talking to you and you're taking this advice from me. So what I'm going to say to you is... <laughs> For the rest of your life, bro, or miss, you always gonna have time to party. You always gonna have friends who are gonna be there for you. You always gonna be able to get some ass and go out and do your thing and experience shit. But right now is the only time you have to get ahead of the game at whatever you do and go as hard as you possibly can and set yourself up to be a legend. If you in your 20s, you in high school, you younger than that, like get to work on whatever you're doing or whatever really matters to you. You know what I mean? Whether that be music and entertainment or food or the environment or whatever the fuck it is, bro. Like, just don't worry about all this extra shit and this social shit and this party shit and keeping up on Instagram and all this. Get to what you're doing. Because it took me a while to figure it out and I'm so glad now that I got this clarity to know what I want to be doing 24-7, but I wish someone told me that as a kid. Mm -hmm. yeah. I'm black. What would be the advice for you? Do yeah. not come to an all-black Kenny Beats Two Minute Drills release party because it's going to be Patronacy everywhere. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I'm joking. Uh, nah, man. Just run your, run your own race. Mm. You know, for real. Be you. If you meant that shit, stand by it. Mm. Run your own fucking race, man. And uh, just hop in the game and hop in the game and, and run your plays. Mm. The minute it stops being fun, it's over with. Mm. So, you know, run your plays, man. Be great. And do not take after the all-black diet, because I'm telling you, we'll meet the mud, man. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, all bad. This is, this, is, this is great. Too many drills. Thank you for fucking with me. I go by the name all-black, all caps, one word. Nice, nice. Perfect. That's today's episode of Soundcheck, and thanks for tuning in. You can listen to more episodes of Soundcheck and keep up with everything Hypebeast Radio at Hypebeast.com slash radio. Subscribe to Soundcheck on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Overcast, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts on. Feel free to reach out to me on Twitter at ECM underscore LP and follow Hypebeast Music for more original content and music news. Let us know who you'd like to have on the show, and thanks for listening. <laughs>